0: When we're dreaming, when we're goal setting, we're trying to set a ceiling, right? We're trying to aim up here. We're trying to go like, okay, this is the goal. This is where I'm headed. But you actually will achieve more results in the day-to-day activity if you set a floor, not a ceiling. Think about it. If you say, this is the minimum standard that I will accept of myself, and you hold yourself accountable to that every day, every day, every day, you don't have to think about it. You just do it. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Today's podcast finds me back in the living room because if you've been following the saga of where I tape these episodes, why would you? Maybe because I won't stop talking about it. I have historically recorded in my office, which is inside of my family room, inside of my TV room. And then I moved out here because it's always so dark in there. And I got like two episodes out here and felt really cool and like I was doing what I needed to do as a good podcast host. And then the next week, I put up the Christmas tree and there was no room. So, you know, there's a piano, we had to move the piano and then the Christmas tree went, th- and it's just like a whole thing, you know, how when you put up a tree, then you maybe have to slide stuff around. So, in order to pull off this setup, which is the one that faces the big window so that there's light on my face, I had to tuck myself in. So, I tried the last episode back in the cave and it was just the worst. So here we are again. If you're wondering if you're watching this video and you're like, "Why are you next to a piano? Are you about to start playing? No, I'm not. Maybe. That's my little That's my little concert for you guys. Uh, no, I just wanted to get out of the cave. So that is what is happening right now as we come back for part two of my conversation about how to have high level productivity. How do you really double down on what is going to move the needle forward in your project and how do you sort of push it to the next place? If you have not listened to part one, I need you to stop listening to this episode and go one episode back and grab that conversation because that really lays the groundwork and is sort of the framing of what's going to come next. Part one was all about big picture. Part two is us going down to the street level instead of that bird's eye view. We're down at the street level and we're going to get granular. Today we're going to talk about what you actually need to do. What do you need to do? What does this look like? How are you showing up? How are you getting those results? That's the conversation. This conversation is coming to you on the other side of a full day of writing. My brain is a little discombobulated. And this plays into what I'm going to talk about later because one of my favorite pieces of advice when it comes to productivity is to batch your work, which I'm going to explain in a minute. But I didn't batch my work today. I didn't have the ability to do that. And I think it means this is still a great episode, but it's not what it would have been if the only thing I was doing today was just podcasting because this takes a very specific part of my brain to do this type of work. Just like when it comes to your life, there are things that you do that require one part of your brain and then something else that requires another part of your brain. And just today, I didn't get to do it the way I wanted to. And the reason I didn't get to do it the way I wanted to was because I had an appointment in my morning that would normally not be there. So there was a break in my system. There was a breakdown in my process, which ended up messing up the flow of the day. Now, did I still get all my work done? Did I do what I need to do? Absolutely but this conversation is not about to-do lists. This conversation is about the results that we are looking for in our project. And if I was focused on the results, the day would have had a different flow. But life happens. There are times that it's not going to be able to go exactly as you want it to, certainly. But my very first piece of advice when it comes to getting the results that you want and seeing traction that you want and experiencing some of the success that you're hoping to experience in this project, is that you set yourself up for the best chance of getting those results. And that is about giving yourself rules. That is about creating a system and a process that ensures that you have the best possible chance of achieving victory. If you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes around victory, that you have the best possible chance of succeeding. I think most people might believe that what would give us the best chance of succeeding is having all the options. And it's actually not true. It's counterintuitive, I know but the more options you have, the more freedom that you have, the less effective you're going to be. Seriously. I heard this described recently by Seth Godin, and I thought it was the best example of this I've ever heard. He was saying when he was growing up, he used to play hockey. And in hockey, if you play on an ice rink, like if you have a lake in your backyard and it freezes over and you're playing with your friends on this lake, it is a very different experience than if you're playing hockey indoors when there are walls. He said something like, and forgive me because I'm not a big sports person, but he said something like hockey is only hockey if you have walls to bounce off of, if you have walls to slam into, if you have walls to shove the other players against, or frankly, if the puck can slide off the walls. That's what makes hockey what it is. You need the walls. In other words, you need the guardrails in order for that to be what it could be. Most people think that they want freedom, they want choices, and they want options. But in reality, if you actually want to be productive, you need to take away some of your choices. You need to give yourself parameters to move inside of. That's how you can be the most effective. How I say it is that you've got to give yourself some rules to follow that you don't have to think. I feel like most of us have heard the stories of like some of the greatest minds in the world wear the same thing every single day. Steve Jobs always wear the same outfit. Facebook guy always wearing the same outfit. They limit decision fatigue. They want to limit how many things they have to think about and make decisions on in the course of a day. It's the same for you and this project that you're working on. You need to develop a system and a process that you do not deviate from that you don't have to think about. So for example, I have a morning routine that looks the same way every single morning when my kids are here and a different routine that works the same way when my kids are not here. Because any parent will tell you that when you have kids in the house, you obviously don't have as much freedom around when and how you are going to be able to do the work that you wanna do. My workday is happening entirely inside the parameters of my kids going to school. And I actually think that this is really good. I wouldn't have told you that years ago. To be honest, I yeah, do I wish that there were days when the kids were here that I could go past 3.30? Hell yeah. Do I wish that I had the ability to like be at an office and then say to a coworker, like, hey, coworker, you wanna go get a drink after work? Do I wish I had that? Yes, I'm not gonna lie to you. I wish I had that possibility. But knowing that I only have a certain amount of hours is really helpful in me being productive. There's a, this is like a, a law. Oh, I'm forgetting what the law is. It's like someone's name, but essentially it says, I'm going to paraphrase it. That matter will move to fill whatever container you give it. I think I'm saying that correctly, that it will spread out to the edges of the container. Said another way, if you give yourself 10 hours to finish a project, you'll finish it in 10 hours. If you've only got 90 minutes, you'll knock it out and get it done. The reason we all know this is true is I think every single one of us has an example of finishing a project right before you go on vacation or right before you go on a holiday trip where you're like, I do not want to have to work on this when I'm gone. So all of a sudden, something that would normally take you a week took you two hours and you knocked it out and it was done because you wanted to finish. Your project will fill up whatever time you give it. So by giving myself some constraints, by knowing that I got to fit all my stuff into the hours when my kids are at school, it actually really helps me because there isn't a choice. I don't have the option of looking at a later possibility. I don't have the option of getting it done later. I've got to follow a process. And what I found is that the more that you can fine tune that process so you don't have to think about what you're doing, the better and easier it is to achieve what you need to achieve. For instance, right now, I am on deadline for a book and I produce a lot of episodes of this show. So it's a ton of output for me every single weekday. I don't work weekends and I don't work nights. I just – I'm interested in having a life, so I want to get it done in the hours that I've got assigned to it. That means I have to be really efficient with my time. If I'm not careful, I will let my desire to be productive, to achieve something, to get it knocked off the list, to override my personal value of taking good care of myself. The reason I'll do that is because I have taught myself or society has taught me or my family of origin has taught me that it's way better to have external success than it is to practice taking care of yourself, right? It's way easier to, you know, do something that gets you accolades, whether it's family or friends or public, than it is to, like, stop your workday and do therapy, to make sure that you're getting a daily movement break in, to make sure that you're stopping your work and drinking some water and, you know, taking a break from looking at a screen. All of that is... Of value, those are values of mine, but I'm trying to unlearn a lifetime of chasing the achievement instead of practicing self care. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So in order to do that, the way that I can make sure that I'm not really dropping any of the balls that I'm trying to juggle, including taking care of myself, is a process. It's rules. If I wake up every single day and I'm like, do I want to work out today? the answer is always no. If I wake up and I'm like, do I want to do therapy today? The answer is no. If I'm like, oh, what do I want to do at work today? Well, I'm going to choose the thing that's most fun. I'm not going to choose the hard thing. I'm not going to choose writing thousands of words, which is what I spent most of this day doing. I don't – as just so we're very clear – I don't like writing books. Check that for a minute. I love writing, but I don't know any author who will tell you that the actual process of writing a book is fun. It's not fun, you guys. It sucks, and it's hard. And this book, by the time it has come out, I kid you not, I have literally written four entire books. That's how many drafts I have gone through. That's how many chapters I have written and then thrown away because I don't like them. I've been working on this project for so long and I just keep writing and rewriting and I know it's getting better as I go. But the actual process of doing that is the worst. I would rather – have gone and had coffee with a fellow creative today and talked about the creative process. I would rather have done a podcast interview with someone cool. I'd rather do a lot of things than writing a book. But this is my chosen vocation. This is what I choose to do and it's how I choose to express myself. And if I want that reward of holding another book in my hands, then I've got to do the messy, dirty, hard work that I don't really want to do. So if I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what do you want to do today? Well, guess what I'm not going to do? The parts of the process that suck. So I don't give myself the option. You have got to establish some rules for yourself within the boundaries of this project that you're working on, or you're going to think about it. And in this instance, you don't need to think as much as you need to do. This really applies especially to those of you who we went through the process in part one of this conversation and I was telling you, okay, you're going to break down your projects and you're going to give yourself these beats and you're going to aim at these things. For those of you who came up with so many ideas, this is for anybody who like you never run out of an idea you love a brainstorm session. You got all the thoughts, all the places you could go. And you're actually like, okay, which one do I do first? What's my first part of this? Or which one of these is going to be most effective? This is the piece of advice for you, which is to give yourself some rules. I have the same routine that I do every day when it comes to getting up in the morning, having my morning routine time alone before anyone else wakes up. Then I've got what happens when the kid's alarm clock goes off. Then I have dropping them off at school. Then I have getting my workout in. Then I have come home, take a shower, get ready. Do I have a whole process because I do not want to have to think about what I am doing next if I did not have this process, I would not be working out. I know that. And I've been through a season like this so many times before. I know myself. When we are in moments of stress, we revert to our highest level of training. Let me say it again. When you are in a stressful season and trying to finish a project or trying to move a project forward – is a stressful season. It can feel very stressful. When you are in a stressful season, you don't revert to like the best version of yourself. You revert to whatever you're used to. You revert to your highest level of training. It's why I've been talking about habits for five years. The power of having a great habit is in the not having to think. We don't establish processes and habits for when life is going our way we establish habits and processes and systems so that when we're struggling, when we're stressed, when we're in a hard season, we have a routine to fall back on. So for me right now, I know that if I didn't have rules in place, if I didn't have a rule that says, every freaking day you're moving your body, every day, every day, every day you're moving your body. If I didn't have that rule in place, I would be sabotaging my self care and my wellness and my mental and emotional well being. You and I both know that moving our bodies does incredible things for our stress hormones, for our sex hormones. It makes us feel better, it gives us mental clarity. It's that moment outside of the regular scheduled programming that says, Hey, I'm gonna take this minute for me. I am a better mama. I am a better partner. I'm a better leader. I'm a better human if I am getting exercise in regularly, period. So I have a rule that says that is going to show up in my life every day. doesn't show up the same way on a weekend when I'm here with the kids and maybe I can't get a great hardcore strength training session in maybe my workout is, hey, man, I'm going to be cleaning this house all day today. I'm going to be moving around. I'm going to pop my AirPods in. I'm going to be watering the plants. I'm going to be doing the kids' laundry. I'm going to be doing all these things, and I'm moving around, and I'm moving my body, and I'm doing – by the way, love that as a movement session because I just you know, – I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to music. It just makes me happy, and I'm on the go. And also, just as a side note, as a parent, If I have an entire weekend day where I've got to entertain the kids, it's really helpful to have a couple hours where I've got an activity where I'm kind of moving. If I'm just sort of sitting around like waiting for the day to pass and now we're going to go outside and play and now we're going to do this thing, it can make us all a bit antsy. But if I've got some movement, it just makes me feel better. So all of that to say... I have a rule that says you're going to move your body every day, no matter what. And that means I don't think about it. I just do it. Your rules for your life or your project could be things like let's use a book as an example. I have a rule that I'm going to write at least 1,000 words every day. That's my word count. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that rule. You either wrote 1,000 words or you didn't write 1,000 words. Your rule could be, I'm going to cold call 20 potential customers today because I'm trying to grow my business. So at the minimum, I'm going to cold call 20 potential customers. I'm gonna cold call 20 people, and I'm gonna reach out to at least five people who know someone who knows someone who can give me advice. Like, you need to set a limitation for yourself. Most of us, when we're dreaming, when we're goal setting, we're trying to set a ceiling, right? We're trying to aim up here. We're trying to go like, okay, this is the goal. This is where I'm headed but you actually will achieve more results in the day-to-day activity if you set a floor, not a ceiling. Think about it. If you say, this is the minimum standard that I will accept of myself, and you hold yourself accountable to that every day, every day, every day, you don't have to think about it. You just do it. You know that guy who's a Navy SEAL and every day all his Instagram is is just like the time that he woke up. It's like 4.35 a.m., 5 a.m. Like that's all he's doing is just showing you that every single day he's getting up at the same time. It's kind of genius because honestly, I know what the picture is going to be and I still see that every time he comes through my feed. I'm like, hell yeah, good for you. He has a standard for himself He has rules in place, so he does not have to think about that area of his life. It's the same for you and the project that you're working on. So the first thing that you want to ask yourself when you're trying to get more granular are what rules, what guidelines need to be in place for me to achieve the best results, And it's worth going through a process and tweaking as you go. When I was trying to figure out a process for the season that I'm in, this process of writing and podcasting and working from home and not having childcare and like doing all these things, I really had to test and see what worked. I really had to try stuff out. I really had to have some days where I tried working after the kids had gotten home from school. And then that was frustrating for me. It was frustrating for them. And I was like, okay, this doesn't work. We're going to try something else. And then typically I've discovered in this process that I do or I feel the best about the podcasts that I do when they happen midday. In the morning, I still have too much stuff in my brain. If I wait too long in the day, I don't feel like my brain's you know, firing the way that I want it to, and I'm also running the risk that I'm going to have to stop because i go got to go get the kids from school. So I found that when I do podcasts around lunchtime, that's like my best feeling content that I create for you, at least according to me. But that took testing and learning and kind of tweaking and seeing what was going to work best. So I think what would be so cool for you is to just spend some time in experimentation, to just spend the next couple of weeks trying to figure out a process that would really help you get the results that you want. Spend the next few weeks figuring out how you raise your floor. When I say raise your floor, I mean you raise your standard. You say, this is the minimum I will accept of myself. This is the minimum I will accept when it comes to the results that I'm looking for. And just start with one thing at a time. Whenever we're building a system for ourselves, We get excited about something, whether we heard a podcast, we saw a video on YouTube, or it's the new year and you're like, new year, new me, here I go, I'm doing all the things. When you take on too much at once, you overwhelm your system. You overwhelm your system, it's way too hard to make it habitual and you give up. And then you feel like you gave up because you're not good enough, but really you gave up because you set yourself up for failure by taking on too much at once. So look at building a system for yourself, but start with one thing. Hey, I'm going to try one thing. For instance, I went to a nutritionist the other day and she was seeing some areas that she felt like I could have some supplementation that would help my focus or would help have better immune system, like whatever. But anytime that you're working with a nutritionist or maybe a doctor has you trying new supplements, the best way to take them on is one at a time. Because if you take all of the supplements at once and you have a negative effect, or frankly, if you have a fantastic response to the supplements you're taking, but you took them all at once so you don't know which one is helping you or hurting you, it just ends up making it way harder than it needs to be better to take on one thing at a time, test it, get it really good, and then add something else. The first part of getting granular is giving yourself some rules. Now, once we've established a process, once we have that big picture, we're coming down lower, we've got some rules, we've raised our floor, we have an idea of what we want to do. What inevitably happens, and I know this because I've experienced it and because this is one of the top questions I've gotten over the last decade of this work, is people lose motivation. They get really excited, the thing's working, and they're like, I was doing so well, but I'm not motivated anymore, or I'm not as excited about it, or I'm having a hard time getting myself to move forward. If you're listening to this, raise your hand if you've ever run out of motivation on a project. I think we all have our version of this. And there's a million inspiring quotes that you can look up on Pinterest and you can change the wallpaper on your phone. But essentially, the best advice I have is don't think just do. Don't think, just do. Don't think, just do. Don't question it. Don't debate it. Your freaking brain is going to try and talk you out of doing the thing you know you need to do every single time. If you have never read The War of Art by Steven Pressfield, I need you to pause this episode And go get that on Amazon right now. Yes, it would be better to buy it from an independent bookstore, but in this instance, I want you to have that primed to your house, delivered in 48 hours. The war of art. So incredible. Everybody reads this book. Everybody is inspired by this book. It's not that big, but it will change your perspective on the process, the process of creating anything. Creating a business, creating art, creating theory, being a thought leader, doesn't matter what it is. It's an incredible book. And the central theme is this idea of us encountering resistance. Resistance is something that's going to show up in your life every single time because human beings are creatures of comfort. We want to be comfortable. We want to choose the thing that's going to feel most good for us, going back all the way to survival instincts that are like, if you choose the thing that's comfortable, you will stay alive. So anytime you sit down to do something that you know you need to do, even if it's part of that process in the beginning, your brain is going to go into overdrive trying to talk you out of it. Frankly, even after you're doing it, you're already doing it, your brain's coming up with reasons why you should go. I have absolutely in my lifetime, gone to the gym, like gotten ready, put the clothes on, driven to the gym, walked into the gym, got on the treadmill, done it for like six minutes and been like, I hate this, I'm leaving. I have totally done that before. You know, they're like, if you could just get yourself there, then you'll keep going. Sometimes, and sometimes I can talk myself out of it even after I've started doing the thing. Think about it. How many of you have a dream that you gave up on when you were halfway through? How many of you have let go of a dream when you were close to the finish line? I think it's more people than we would imagine who allow that voice of resistance to push back on us and have us believe that it's too hard, that we're not smart enough, that we're not strong enough. Y'all, your brain is there at a moment's notice to tell you all the ways this is gonna suck. While I am writing my book, I'm in the middle of a chapter. I'm writing something. In one moment, I'm like, hey, this is a really – yeah, that's a cool way to say that. I really love that. Two seconds later, I'm like, I am a crappy writer. I don't even know why I try and do this. I'll never have work that's as good as Girl, Wash Your Face. No one's ever going to care as much about anything I do as they did about that book. Why am I even trying? Like, all of this stuff pops into my head, and it's telling me that I should just stop doing what I'm doing because it's not worth it. That resistance is always there. So you can't think about it. I think that's why the Nike slogan is so successful and so iconic. It's like, just do it. Just do it. Just go. And just write the thing. Just create the thing. Just put it out. Just publish your work. Just do it. That's why the guardrails are so important. It's why the process and the system matters so much is because you want to give yourself Situations where you don't have to make a decision. You just do the thing. And every single time you show up and you just do the thing, you put energy into this project. And the energy that you're putting into this project becomes the momentum. It's the thing that you start to move. It's the little engine that could. It's what starts to begin to go forward, the ball rolling down the hill. It's slow at first. It picks up speed. It continues to grow. That's the magic. But you're going to have to show up and do the work when you don't want to. And the best way that I know to go about that is to not think about it. Don't even give yourself a second. Just do it. And I think in order to pull that off, guys, you have to be willing to do it badly. You have to be willing to do it badly. The failure question is one that comes up over and over and over again. And people are terrified of failing and they're terrified of getting it wrong and they're terrified of sucking but it's the only way I know of to get better. It really is. It's the only way I know of to get better. And unfortunately, even once you achieve success in career, in life, in relationships, even once you have achieved that level of success, you're not guaranteed that the next work will be good. In fact, if you're pushing yourself to evolve, If you're pushing yourself to level up in any area of your life, you won't be good at the next level. I'm I'm going through this process right now of, I mean, this is like a whole like reveal about the next book, but my intention, and this is hard for me, is to write something that is not giving you my opinion, but challenging you to identify your own. And that seems a little like ambiguous and weird sounding, but I am in the business of advice. This is what I've been doing for a decade, whether it was having a blog, talking about being a parent, having this podcast, writing books, I've just been giving advice. It's really cool, and I'm very humbled by the fact that you would want advice or that you would listen to my perspective or that I get to do work that is helpful to people. But I was like, you know what would be me leveling up is if I could figure out how to write something in such a way that allowed each person who reads it to really establish their own perspective and their own wisdom and their own knowledge. Like, could I write something that entertains you, that makes you laugh, that makes you think, but really leads you on a journey that is entirely yours? And even though that's my intention, I've been working on it for a while, I still reread chapters and I'm like, oh, I – know what I want them to think the answer is. So I'm writing this in a way that is trying to guide them. And I'm like, no, don't do it. I mean, by the way, that's what people have come to expect from me. And I'm sure that it would be really successful if I just did what everyone expects. But I'm trying to learn not just as a a leader, right? But as a human, in the school of life. And I don't believe that anybody else has the answers for us. I think that we figure out our own beliefs and answers through self-reflection, through wisdom that we glean from experience, from the lessons that we've learned. Like, that's what I really believe. And if that's what I really believe, then the coolest most evolved thing I can do as a writer is try and create an experience within the pages of a book that allows that to happen. And I don't know if I'm going to get it right. I don't know if I'm going to pull it off, but I'm trying. I'm really trying. And damn, if I don't do it, I'm proud of myself for having tried to do something new. Yeah, that's what I keep doing. I just keep trying shit. And when I get it wrong and when I fail, I stand up and I learn from my mistakes and I learn from the past and I try and do better in the future. That's it. That's scary sometimes because you're giving yourself the room to fail. Ironically, it's how you succeed. In fact, it's the only way that I know of to succeed in a major way is to be willing to play full out. And if you're willing to play full out, you run the risk that you're going to get it wrong. You run the risk you're going to create something that people don't get and don't like and say like, this isn't what we're used to and this isn't what we wanted. And that's okay because I'm willing to get it wrong. So when that voice of resistance starts in with you and tells you all of the reasons if this isn't gonna work out the way you want it to, I hope you'll remember that everybody you admire, that everyone who's created things that you really love, all of them were willing to fail. And all of them, in order to keep being great, had to fail At the next highest level. All right. The last piece of advice I have when it comes to productivity and really moving that big project forward is going to harken back to what we talked about earlier in this episode. Batching your work is you doing like-minded work together in a group, So instead of someone who works from 9 to 4 every single day and they do the same thing from 9 to 11, then they do the same thing from 11 to 12.30, then they have their 30-minute lunch, then they do the next thing, then they do the next thing. Or instead of someone who does everything in their job all day long, like you're answering emails, you're talking on the phone, you're you're doing a bunch of different stuff. My mom works in escrow and this is how she functions, like when she talks to me about her job, I'm like, that's chaos. What you've just described is chaos. She's constantly starting and stopping a million different projects because that's the speed of her industry and what's happening in her office. There's so much going on around her. She's constantly doing it all. And I'm not in that industry, so I can't speak to what is necessary. But what I know is that every single time you change – the thing that you're thinking about, you step out of flow state and it takes you longer than you would believe to get back inside. And frankly, if you're doing that over and over and over again, there's a chance that you are never getting into flow state and there's a chance that you're actually fatiguing your brain so much that you're losing the focus you could have if you were being smarter about how you worked. Batching your work can really trip you out if you've never done it before because you can begin to feel like, yeah, I'm accomplishing all of these things over here, but I didn't answer emails today. Tuesday's the day I'm going to answer emails, but I didn't answer emails because it's Monday. And yes, I knocked out all these podcast episodes, but it can start to make us feel anxious because we're not doing things the way that we used to. So I want you to understand that if you try and batch your work for the first time, it might feel really clunky, just like it feels really clunky when you first learn to drive a car. And now you've been doing it for years and you can drive with your knees while you're handing your kid a sippy cup in the back, right? Batching your work is the single best way that I know of to accomplish the most in the least amount of time to the best of your ability. Remember how I told you that if I do a podcast at lunchtime, I feel like my mind's like clicking. It's on it. I feel like I'm sharing in the way that I want to share. I'm remembering the name of that Navy SEAL. Why can't I remember his name? It's driving me crazy. Like I'm remembering that stuff. I feel like if I was doing this in my normal time period, I would be on for you in the way that I need to be. It also, I think, is so freaking important if you are a menstruator. Let me take it again. If you are a menstruator, this is so important. If you are currently menstruating, I don't mean like, if you are currently someone who is in a menstruation cycle, meaning you are menstruating and you are of childbearing age. So you haven't gone through menopause yet. You're still bleeding once a month. If that is true for you, it means that you are on an infradian rhythm. So there's circadian rhythm, which is 24 hours. There's an infradian rhythm, which is the entire month. That means that in a cor- the course of a given week over your cycle in a month, you are a different person you are a different person. You are a different person in your luteal phase than you are in your ovulation phase than you are in the part of the month where you bleed. You are a different person. You got different hormones in your body, different energy levels, different things happening with your digestion, different things happening with your focus. And I hope that you guys have been reading up on this as much as I've been talking about it. I hope you've read In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. I hope you've read Period Power by Maisie Hill. If you haven't, please go do that. But essentially, you have superpowers. Based on the week that you're in, you've got superpowers. Do you know that there's a time of your cycle that you're better at ideation and creativity? Do you know there's a part of your cycle that you're better at introspection and doing that deep work? Do you know that there's a part of your cycle that you should absolutely be pitching new clients because when you're ovulating is when you've got that energy, you've got that life. It's when you've got, frankly, those sex hormones in you that are attracting other people. It's the best time to be putting yourself out there. It also should be when you feel your best. There are different times of our month where we feel good where we feel low energy, where we feel withdrawn, where we feel outgoing. And if you were aligning the work you do with where you're at in your month, holy shit, things start to happen. Now imagine that you were aligning batching work with where you are in your month and batching work with where you are in your day. Y'all, now we're getting into some next level thought process. I know when I am most likely to write the best words with the easiest flow. I know when I can be on in the way I want to be on doing a solo episode. I know when it's best for me to do an interview. I know when I need to stop because my brain is like, yep, that's all we can do, Rach. We can't add any more to this process. Based on the kind of work that I need to do, I know the time of day and the week during the month when that is best for me. We don't have full control over when we get work done. I can't only do podcast episodes during one week of the month. But if I have at least a rough idea, like for instance, next week I'm going to LA, I'm doing a bunch of interviews for a podcast in person, right? I timed that. With the week that I'm in, I'm in my ovulation, I'm like, let's go. Like, here I am. Here's my energy. Here's my life. I'm bringing this to you. I'm feeling good. I timed that because whenever possible, I'm trying to give myself the best chance that I have. But it, even if you can't set up your month that way, most of us have the ability, if we work for ourselves, if we're working on a project, we can set up our project hours in that way. So batching your work means that if I've got to record four podcast episodes, that I do that all on the same day, all on the same day. I'm using a very specific modality in my brain to do episodes of this show. So if I can do that all at once and then leave the rest of the week free for other things, that's when I get my best work. I also just think it's smart from the perspective of, I like to, if possible, because I'm recording audio and video, I like to look presentable. I like to actually, I know you wouldn't think so, but I do actually like to put a little makeup on, make my hair look cute. I like that you guys could see a video and you're like, okay, Rich, put in some effort today. But if I'm not intentional about planning out the time to batch my work, that doesn't happen. Today, because I had this glitch in my morning routine that's not normally there, I didn't get to do things the way I normally would, which is why if you're watching this video instead of listening to it, you can see that I've got sweats on and I'm wearing a t-shirt. I didn't take a shower today. I did put on an eyebrow for you guys because I can at least do that much. But it's not my the best of the best, and if I'm going to put effort in, man, I want to give you my all. The way that I can show up and get the best results is when I batch. If I have to do writing, doing that all together. If I have to do press, doing that all together. Whatever it is you got to do, health, fitness, you're, 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 you've you're got a vision, you're doing your dream, you're working with your kids, you're getting stuff ready for the holidays, whatever it is, batch things together. That is huge. The other thing, and I'm not perfect at this, but when I do it well, it really changes everything. And that is to do as much as you can in advance. Set yourself up for success. I am really bad or have been really bad in the past. I'm tired. I don't want I just want this to like be done. I don't and I found that if I can just if if current rage can set up future rage for success, we all just function better. If I know that I really want to do a long run this weekend and I need new running socks because I don't have any socks right now, and so I'm getting blisters on my feet, and I need new running socks. Just do things in advance, just do things when It makes sense. It's sort of the idea of batching your work. You're already at the grocery store, right? Let's say, this is a perfect example. Let's say that you are picking up stuff for dinner tonight, but you're also going to have to eat dinner every other night this week. You're already at the grocery store. You're already there. Just figure out what you need and get it all at once. Set yourself up for success so you are utilizing the time you have to the best of your abilities, right? Let's say that as part of my morning routine, early in the morning, it's like 5 a.m., and I'm sitting out here on the sofa, and I've got my hot water with lemon, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking about all the follow-up that I need to do or different things I need to do. I will keep a notebook by me and I'll just in those, just get it down, put it down, just get the ideas down. And then as soon as I'm back on my computer, I'm doing all of that outreach. boom, just knock it out real quick. I found that like 20 minutes of focused, here's all the stuff that I need to do and I'm just gonna knock it out immediately in this moment. I'm gonna do it in advance. It sets up future rage. To come back after I've batched all my podcast episodes and written all my words, I'm going to go to my email today and I'm going to have responses to all the things I sent out this morning. And in that way, I'm able to keep the momentum of everything going, of all four projects moving forward by thoughtfully figuring out a system that really works for me. So batch as much as you can, do as much as you can in advance be your own assistant, be your own support team. If you know you're going to need something, do it then. I literally was at the gym the other day and for like six months, I've needed new running shoes. No no kidding. I've needed new running shoes and I could never find them. And every day I'm at the gym, I'm like, I got to get new running shoes because I really want to go on a long run. Got to get new running shoes. Gotta. Get. And then I was at the gym the other day, I was like, Dum, dumb, open your phone right now it will take you three minutes. I know the exact shoe I want. I know the size. I have used the same running shoes for a decade. This will take you less than five minutes to go on to buy this shoe and have it shipped to your house. And it's done. And you don't have to think about it anymore. It goes back to this overthinking. Don't think, just do. Just get it done. Just take care of the thing. We spend so much effing time thinking about how hard it's going to be to do the thing we know we don't want to do. When if we just did it, yes, it might be annoying in the moment, but it takes one one hundredth of the effort that it took you to think about not getting it done for the past six months. So let's be smart about this. Let's take on these projects of ours with energy and passion and heart. The way that I know to do that is to like stay in it, to stay in the momentum of the project, to be with it. It's why I lay out that you know, results-based journaling. It's why I do that every week. It's why I check in in the morning. Where am I at? What am I doing? How am I moving these things forward? I'm there. I'm inside of it. We lose our motivation when we lose our momentum. When you step outside the project and try and come back in, sometimes it's almost as hard as before you started because at least when you started, you were really excited and you didn't know how hard it was going to be. If you step away and come back, it's oftentimes way more taxing on us to get going again. So stay in it. Stay in that energy. Stay in that passion. Stay in the work. If you need to, you know, every morning go listen to a motivational hype-up speech on YouTube, go do that. If you need to jump up and down or dance to music, whatever you got to do to keep yourself in that modality, whatever you've got to do to remember the enthusiasm that you started with, that's what's going to get the job done. That process of checking in every single week and seeing where you are. That's what keeps us aligned and focused. Most of us don't achieve our goals, not because we don't have the power to do it, not because we're not excited, not because we're not worthy, not because of a lot of factors that we tell ourselves are true. The reason most people will not achieve the goal is because they get distracted by a lesser goal that's real. So stay on it, stay in it, and keep showing up. All right, guys. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you dug it, oh my gosh, would so appreciate it. If you share it on social media or send it to a friend that you think could really benefit from it too, I'm grateful for the time and this community and to get to hang out with you guys. And I will be back soon with more conversation and more ideas. And until then, remember, I love you. And I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.